Hey, this is Bradley Weber, and I'm super pumped that you're joining us today. If you're a part of our Release City family, whether in person or online, we would love to connect with you on our social media platforms at Release City Church or on our website at releasecitychurch.org. There, you can stay connected with what's happening within the ministry, as well as giving options and opportunities to connect with other Release City family around the world. Now, I hope today's message encourages you and inspires you to run your race and become all that God is calling you to be. Now, let's jump into today's message. Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked, even mine enemies and my foes, came upon me, they stumbled and fell. Though a host should encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war should rise against me, in this I will be confident. I've got a promise. Turning back is not an option. There's a calling on my life. And I'm not about to drop it. I got this. For this I was chosen. The final word over me was spoken before I was born. I have a purpose that goes far beyond what I want, what I feel, what I see, and what they say cannot be. With God, all things are possible. And when my desire aligns with the divine, I am unstoppable. In this, I will be confident. Of course the climb is hard, I'm not surprised. The dream is difficult by design to make sure I rely on His might, not mine. His plan, not mine. His hand, not mine. My assignment was conceived in His heart, His mind. And the blessing ahead will always be greater than the battle behind. So this is not the time to compromise or entertain a thousand lies and a million reasons why I can't or it won't or it's not or I'll never. I've heard it before, so shut up, devil. God didn't say he'd make it easy. He said he'd make me better, make me strong and give me grace to carry on. No matter what the opposition, I only need one weapon. I have the faith to overcome. In this, I will be confident. I'm too close to quit, and the stakes are too great for me to hesitate. So whatever it costs, whatever it takes, I keep coming. I show up, take the shot with my hands shaking. The fear is real, but it won't break me. God will not fail me, nor forsake me. I'll keep coming. I'll step to the battle like it's already won. Like I got the enemy on the run I speak and believe Like it's already done In this I will be confident He made me a promise He gave me a calling I know that he's able to keep me from falling I focus my hope My excuses are gone The moment to prove the power of God has come He made me a promise He gave me a calling I know that he's able to keep me from falling I focus my hope The past is gone The moment to prove the power of God has come In this I will be confident Man, if that don't jack you up, I'm just here to let you know there is absolutely something wrong with you. <laughs> if that doesn't jack you up, if that, if, 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 if that don't light your fire, you need to go cut down some fresh wood because your wood is old. 
<laughs> I just believe with all of my heart, guys, it is time to step up, step into, and begin walking in the promises of God for our lives. It, turn to your neighbor, tell them, say, it's time. It's time. It's time. It's time. Be confident. The, the noise can be loud, but my God is louder. My struggle can be great, but my God is greater. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. It's not the time to back down. It's the time to push forward. It's not the time to give up. It's the time to press on. It's time to pursue and take dominion of all that God has for us. Touch two, three people around you. Tell them, say, our time is now. Our time is now. You only told one person. Tell two more. Our time is now. Our time is now. So last week we kicked off uh, this, this talk, this collection of talks around the subject, the cost of indecision and uncertainty. If you're taking notes, write that down this morning, the cost of indecision and uncertainty. I've got a lot that I want to share with you today, so I encourage you to take notes um, because, as you know, there will be a level where Pastor B will hit, and, it, and I don't know anything but full steam ahead, accelerator, pedal to the metal, and so um, but we, we will get there uh, across the finish line today. That is not for you to be nervous that this is going to be a long because it won't be. Um, you just have to have your ears tuned to <laughs> my tempo. <laughs> that is not for notes. Let me, let me, let me say this. Uh, the cards that you guys were handed on the way in, that is not for notes. Let me just go ahead and kind of give you a little, a, a little tidbit of what you can be doing as I'm sharing today. Thank you, Angie, for that, um, to give you time. Whatever you're believing God for, because we believe this is a praying church, and we believe God answers prayer, like he answers prayer. And so if, if you have something that you're believing God for, I want you to write it on that card. You don't have to put your name. And I'm going to tell you what to do with those at the conclusion of today's message. It's really, really cool. This was not what I had planned. God woke me up this morning and said, this is how you close the message. And I asked Amy and Ansley, uh, is there cards in the house or do I need to make a trip to Walmart this morning? Y'all know I'm trying to bypass that trip as, many, <laughs> as much as I could. So we found some cards uh, in the house this morning. So use that card throughout the message today. It can be a list. It can be five. These are the items that I'm believing God for. This is the breakthrough that I'm believing for. I'm telling you, you're going to look... But when I, it's just going to be powerful. I don't want to get to the end of the message yet, but I wanted to give you time to do it. So throughout the message today, whatever you're believing God for, it could be finances, it could be new house, new job, um, those type things, whatever, big, small, it doesn't matter. You write those needs down, and we're going to believe God that he's going to answer our prayers. Amen? Yes. So one of the main takeaways that I really want you to get from this two-part series is this. Um, when it comes to pursuing purpose in your life, when it comes to advancing towards the destiny that God has for you, and when you are believing for a breakthrough and miracles in your life, listen, indecision will cost you. When you're trying to pursue God's purpose for your life, indecision will cost you. When it comes to advancing towards the destiny that God has for you in that purpose, indecision and uncertainty will cost you. And the miracles and breakthroughs, because some of you are like, I'm not writing that down, that will cost you. Write down whatever you're believing God for. My refusal to obey, don't get mad at God when, when he says, hey, <laughs> sorry, sorry about your luck. Indecision will cost you. As a matter of fact, indecision, and I said this last week, indecision could be the most costly decision you ever make. When it comes to the things of God and his plan and his purpose for my life, 
and his plan and purpose for this ministry, I want to take action when he gives the assignment. When God gives the assignment for my life, I'm ready to take action. There's, there, I mean, it's just, it's just go. Proceed until prevented is what dad always said. If you brought your Bibles, let's go back to this story that we were in uh, last week in the book of 1 Samuel. This is going to be Old Testament, 1 Samuel chapter 14. If you weren't here last week, let me just kind of give you the backstory. We're going to go deeper in this story, but I encourage you to go back and just kind of read even chapter 13 on your own, and it, it will make a lot more sense of where we, the areas that we've covered the past two weeks. But this story is about a guy by the name of Jonathan, who is the son of King Saul. King Saul, um, King Saul was a great king. He was anointed and called by God. How many knows that you can be anointed and called by God? But if you start making decisions based on um, your, your self-image and, and how you care about what people think about you and you bypass what God wants you to do, how many knows that's going to cost you? It will cost you. And sometimes it'll cost you monetarily as well. And that is not a good place to be. But what, hap- what starts happening in this story is the Philistines uh, don't like the word that's been passed down that God is going to give the Israelites um, territory. And so right in the middle of all this, King Saul starts making some bad decisions, decisions that are based out of his insecurity, uh, decisions that are based out of his ego and out of his pride. And King Saul starts to do things to protect his image. And these decisions cost him dearly. This was, a, this was a king who, who as he got into, into his setting up and establishing the kingdom, he was uh, building up the army and chariots and all these great men, and he began to make decisions that cost him influence and cost him his leadership. Somebody say, indecision will cost me. And uncertainty is a dangerous place to be. So Jonathan decides to take matters into his own hands. He's the son of the king, but he decides to take matters into his own hands and wage war against the Philistine army, even though they were highly outnumbered. Why? Because his, his father Saul refused and was too afraid to fight. So let's jump back in the story. First Samuel chapter four, beginning with verse one through seven. And I'm bypassing verse four and five also. So I didn't just Um, delete those, but they weren't necessary for the message. Anyway, here we go. One day, Jonathan, son of Saul, said to his young armor bearer, come, let's go over to the Philistine outpost on the other side. But he did not tell his father. Lean over and tell your neighbor, tell him, say, he didn't tell daddy. He did not tell his father. Saul, who was daddy, was staying on the outskirts of Gibeah under a pomegranate tree in Migron. With him were about 600 men, among whom was Ahijah, who was wearing an ephod, which means he was the priest. He was the son of Ichabod's brother, uh, Ahitub, son of Phinehas, the son of Eli, the Lord's priest in Shiloh. No one was aware that Jonathan had left. Verse 6, Jonathan said to his young armor bearer, come, let's go up or over to the outpost to, to those uncircumcised men. Perhaps, everybody say perhaps. Perhaps the Lord will act on our behalf. Nothing will hinder the Lord from saving, whether by many or by few. Do all that you have in mind, his armor bearer said. Go ahead, I am with you, heart and soul. So we see Jonathan made the decision in the midst of uncertainty to do something. And let me just tell you something. There is something powerful that when you are in the midst of uncertainty and you don't know when you get a direction from God, it's something powerful and there should be a confidence in you that God's got you heart and soul. 
There's something about surrounding yourself with people that have your back, not stabbing you in the back. And the church said, oh me. Yeah. So what was Saul doing? What was the king doing? His, his son's taking action. But what was Saul doing? He was sitting down in the struggle. But Jonathan stood up in the struggle. Maybe you want to write that down. What am I supposed to do in the struggle? Am I supposed to sit down or am I supposed to stand up? How, how do you handle struggles? How do you respond to uncertainty? I know how I respond. I know how I'm getting better at my response because I'm probably where you are. If I'm uncertain, I, I, I trust you. But we've, church, listen, we've got to get to a place where we're bold enough to stand on his word. And if God spoke it and God said it, then guess what? It's time to move. Amen? Let me ask this. Do you typically step back or, or step into your struggle? When, there, when there's a struggle, do you step into it full chest? Or do you step back when there's a struggle? Or do you stand still? That's that moment of indecision. And it will cost you. How you handle difficulty in a season of uncertainty is your decision. I don't know about you, but I, I don't want to miss out on the miracle. I don't want to miss out on the breakthrough that God is sending our way because I, just because I was unwilling to stand up and move. Your, 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 your refusal to move or to stand up can prevent you from your breakthrough. I don't know who I'm talking to today, but I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm trying to upset you just a little bit. In Samuel 14, 1, it said, Jonathan, the son of Saul, said to his young armor bearer, come, let's go to the Philistines' outpost on the other side. But he didn't tell his father. Listen, the king didn't even know, doesn't even know that there's a plan in place. I wonder how many of us right now, when it comes to doing, uh, uh, when it comes to what God is doing, feel like we're in the dark. Anybody ever felt that way? When God is in the midst of doing, he's in the middle of doing something, we don't really see it, so we kind of stand still. How many knows it's dangerous to run into a room in the dark? Huh? But we got, them, we got them phones now. We got them fancy phones. You can light it up. Light it up, up, up. You can do that. It's dangerous to run in to the dark. I wonder how many of us are unaware of God's intentions. Like King Saul, we're unaware that God actually has a plan. But because the plan isn't coming in the way that we think it should, we don't think there is a plan or we refuse to accept God's plan. Now I feel like I'm meddling on somebody's front doorstep because he was meddling on mine. He was meddling on mine this week. The point that I, wanna, I, wanna, I want you to put on your paper right here is this. Discouragement will blind you from God's intention. Discouragement will blind you from the intention of God for your life. I'm just going to be honest. When I'm excited about something, I know who to call and I know who not to call. How many, how many feel me on that? I know the people that are going to celebrate me when things are going good and I want to share with I know who to call. I know who's a part, who's going to be a part of that group to celebrate me. But I also understand who's a part of the cold water committee. Ain't nothing worse than a fire interacting with cold water. And it can even be your brothers and sisters in the Lord. Oh my gosh, God is blessing me and God is doing this and, he's, and I'm finding favor and he's doing all this and... Well, that's good. You know where that comes from? You know where that attitude comes from? It's a religious attitude. Well, good for you. Glad he's working on your behalf. He ain't working on mine. He can't get past your attitude. Huh? 
Where'd the attitude come from? Discouragement. Well, whose fault is it? It must be God's because he's not answering my prayers. What I tell you at the beginning, he's not answering the way that you feel like he needs to because he's got something better for you, but you refuse to see it because you want to sit still. Maybe you could actually see what God is doing if you would stand up. Instead of sitting down, well, I just don't agree with this. I'm just going to sit here. Let me tell you something. Sitting, you can either get right or get left. God is on the move. Let me just stop right here and say perhaps the reason why we're not aware and we don't feel included in what God is doing is because we haven't been available for what God is doing. Because what God is doing and what you think he needs to be doing most of the time are two different things. Listen, when, when, when God's doing something in the earth, I want to be right in the middle of it. Listen, he's doing something in, through this ministry and in the lives of people that are joining here and coming and connecting. They're not connecting with the church. They're connecting with kingdom, kingdom mentality. Kingdom mentality says when you hit the struggle, you hit the struggle back. Jonathan made a decision to step out. <laughs> he made a decision to step out right in the middle of an uncertainty. And he looked at his father and said, I can't tell him. Why? Because he recognized that his father was sitting in a place of discouragement. Be careful who you tell things to. Because sometimes, not sometimes, discouragement is contagious. And if you walk around trying to, trying to uplift people with your good news, I got some bad news for you. Call the, you need to look for calling the other group of people. Stop calling the cold water committee because all they know how to do is serve it up. Basically what Jonathan was, Jonathan was saying is I don't need to be, I don't even need to be around my father. Listen, when God calls you to something, it's going to cause you to be separated from, it could, could cause you to be separated from those even closest to you. Jesus wasn't even honored in his own country. That's just Joseph's boy. I'm not speaking from a place that I don't understand. I'm speaking from a place of experience. And it's hard. It could be that we're not available to what God is doing, but or maybe you thought God was going to move a certain way and he's moving a different way now. And so you're sitting under the tree of frustration and discouragement waiting on God to meet your expectations. Instead, we should be aligning ourselves with the new season of what God might be doing right now. Isaiah 43, let me, let me just say, it would be so easy when, I, when, when dad and I transitioned in January of 2020, it would have been so easy for me just to keep the carbon copy of how we've always done church. Could have kept that, but I'm not Dennis. I'm not Dennis Wayne, I'm Bradley Wayne. We have some features and we got the same Jesus. But the, the, listen, the times had changed immediately in January of 2020 than how dad was running was, was facilitating the ministry. Times changed. Times called for us to change. Are you willing to change? Yeah. It would have been easy for me just to, to it would be easy for me to, 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 to go back and find, look, look, look I, I, I've seen all of it. I, I've seen people getting slain in the spirit. I believe in speaking. I believe in all that. It would be very easy for me to follow the model of what people did for years. That would have been easy. We're going to get there. 
But the easy way isn't always the right way. That may not be how God is moving today. Now, I'm not saying, I'm not knocking any of the gifts of the Spirit. Hear me, hear me, hear me, hear me. Because we actually start, get, we, we can get to a place that I've been a part of ministries that have done this. They feel like if, if that didn't happen, if 50 people didn't come forward in the presence of God, lay them out. That the Holy Spirit wasn't in the house. And they put more response on, on the manifestation rather than the, the relationship. See, I'm, I, that, I, it would be easy for me just to go back and do all the things that I know, all the things that I've been trained to do. But I'm standing going, God, I'm willing to change all of that. I didn't want to be a pastor. I thought I was going to be leading worship for the rest of my life. That's just what I, that's, that's, but he's changed that in me. And this ain't me up here because I don't, this, I, this makes me uncomfortable. Upsetting people's apple carts. That's not fun. Most of the time, you avoid people who are upsetting the apple cart, huh? But I recognize, and God recognizes, that you're coming in saying, God, change me. What do you want to do in me? What do you want to do through me? I'm available, and you can use me how you want to. See, when we put expectations on God, when they're unmet, we get frustrated and discouraged. I see it all the time. Isaiah 43, 18 and 19 says, forget the former things. Hot newsflash, that's not your past. That's not your, 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 your dirty past. We've all got that. Let's talk about the good things. Let's talk about the good old days. Huh? Forget the former things. Why? Because the former things will prevent you and I from experiencing what God wants us to experience today. That's right. There's a reason why there's calendars. And there's a reason why we get older. Why? Because there's growth. There should be. I shouldn't, I shouldn't be 46 still doing dumb stuff that I did as a teenager. There should be growth happening. Well, same thing for us in our spiritual lives. There should be growth happening. I shouldn't do, I shouldn't, if I came up here and sucked my thumb all through worship, you'd be like, he's a, he's a baby. It's time for some of us to get off the, <laughs> and get off the milk. Y'all know where I'd be was fitting to go. And I'm safe. My wife is at home in the bed. She's probably watching. She's like, don't you say it. I know. I, can feel, I feel it coming through the camera. It's time for some of us to grow up, get our expectations, put them back on the shelf, and let, God, and let God have his way however he wants to. Let me just keep moving. It says, forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See that I'm doing a new thing. Now, everybody say now. Now it springs up. Listen, when something springs up, it doesn't give you any indication that it might be coming. It just happens. Hmm? That, that's what I want. I want, to be, I want to be in the right place where I'm just walking around and all of a sudden God says, Woo! It springs up. God, I feel that. I feel that. I feel you doing something. Instead of walking around discouraged in the mully grubs. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? Listen, sometimes I want to see it when it looks like what I expected. Sometimes I miss it because it's not what I expected. Stephen Furtick, I saw it on his Instagram a couple weeks ago, and I, I took it down for use at a later date. Today is that date. He said this, don't let disappointment of what you expected keep you from what God wants you to experience. Don't let disappointment of what you expected keep you from what God wants you to experience. There's people that will walk in the door and because they, have, they had a, a former experience 
And if it doesn't come packaged in the way that it once did, formerly, they walk out discouraged. Hear the word of the Lord this morning. God says, I'm doing a new thing. The next thing I want you to put on your paper is this. The past has a way of preventing us from seeing the present. The past has a way of preventing us from seeing the present right now. Not the future, but right now. Because so many times we look at the past and go, and then I know God's going to do this in the future. But what's he wanting to do right now to prepare you for there? What's he, what's he doing in us right now to prepare us for what he wants to do? I'm telling y'all, we gonna, the dozers are getting ready to hit the property real soon. 12 acres that's going to belong to us. <laughs> that's okay. Y'all don't get excited. It's all right. It's all right. It's all right. It's all right. No, 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 no. Too late. <laughs> Someone's like, dozers, what? The question that God is asking us this morning is, can you see it? Can you see me working in your life when it takes a new form? Can you see church when it looks different than what you expected? Or are you going to sit over here and get mad at God and criticize everybody else because it's not happening right now the way that you think it needs to? Maybe we need to be a Jonathan right now in this season and step into the new that God is doing now. What am I saying? Indecision will cost you. Don't allow your posture. Don't allow, don't, don't, don't allow your posture to dictate your purpose. Because if I sit, I'm not positioned for what God wants. Because if he wants to give me something heavy, guess what's going to happen? If he drops it on me right now. But if I'm, if I'm in a stand-up position, if I'm in a stand-up position, I'm positioned to handle whatever God has for me. So when the struggle comes, stand up. Don't back down. Step into it. You ever, you, you ever been in a fight with somebody? You, you can be honest. We good. You ever been in a fight? I'm not going to ask Greg Michael because we all know the answer to that. But you ever been in a fight? When you knew you had it, like you knew the W was yours, you're going you to put something on him. Did you step back or did you step forward? Listen, the devil is stepping forward. Why are we stepping back? It's time, it's time to advance the, advance the kingdom. You're kingdom carriers. And if you're stepping back, you're taking what God is trying to get through you to other people. You're positioning it back. Now, let me explain that. That doesn't mean that you have more power than the God inside of you. But you're preventing what God is wanting to do because of your inability to let expectations go. Listen, I don't know about you, but I want to be an armor bearer. Not an obstacle. Maybe write that down. I don't even know if that's on the screen somewhere later. But I want to be an armor bearer, not an obstacle. The next thing we got to understand is it's one thing to stand up, but it's another to step in. Listen, the devil's okay with you calling yourself a Christian. The devil's okay with you coming to church. The devil's okay with you standing in worship. The devil's okay if, you, if, the, if the worship leader says, lift your hands and you lift. He don't care about that. He doesn't care if you stand up. He's, he's concerned if you step in. The devil's okay with you posting cutesy little positive Christian things on Facebook. That's cool because you're behind a screen. Screens have given people some crazy boldness these days just to say whatever. And they look foolish. He just, 
Listen, he, the devil just doesn't want you to step in to what God is doing. We want God to come in to what we want to do. But God is saying, no, will you step into what I'm doing, what I'm doing? He didn't say, behold, you're doing a new thing. It said, behold, I'm doing a new thing. <laughs> he want, listen, the enemy just wants you to stay put. Anybody got, y'all got dogs at home? Sit, boo-boo, sit. Good dog. That's how the enemy treats us, like a dog. Sit, good boy. Listen, Jonathan said to his young armor bearer, come, let's go. This is verse six. Let's go to the outpost of those uncircumcised men. Perhaps the Lord will act. He said, perhaps. Y'all know what that is? Perhaps is basically saying, as in, I don't know what's going to happen, but maybe God, will, maybe God will intervene. Have you ever had just enough faith to start something, but not enough to move forward? Y'all know the story about how our family moved here in, in 89. Dad was taking a position at another local church here in town as the youth pastor. And, and, and I told the story of how we drove from, from Franklin. And Franklin wasn't, Franklin, some of y'all been to Franklin. Franklin's nothing, I mean, it's, it's not a metropolis city. It's, it's a small town. Um, but it's what I was used to. And when we showed up in Chiefland and turned down um, that little road over behind um, the neighborhood over behind uh, uh, Burger House. And dad woke me up in the big U-Haul truck and said, pick what house you think's yours. I thought I was in a nightmare. Not because the neighborhood was shabby, but because it was a, it was a shock because it, I, 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 God, you sent us here? And it was the, cool, the, the funny thing was, dad and Robin actually flew down here a couple weeks before to meet with the pastoral staff. And, and they, they had to rent a car and they went to Cedar Key to this island because they knew that's where they were, the pastor was going to take them for dinner to Seabreeze uh, that day when they got in. And when they came down and saw, dad, dad's not a fisherman. Dad didn't hunt. Huh? Dad calls somebody to fix it. Dad ain't fixing it. We've learned that dad didn't always call somebody. We found all kinds of stuff that we had to fix. But the funny thing about this story was they, are, they, they, they looked around going, dear God. And that's what I looked at dad. And I said, dear God, why did you bring us here? You already got the heads up. It's not that anything's wrong with Chiefland. It's just not what I was used to. God will move you outside of your comfort zone. And then for years, I graduated in 93, moved just south of Atlanta, lived there for over 20 years. Dad's down here believing, you know, that our family's going to come down here. Now, that, now, that's not all. How, there's a lot that went on in 20 years, okay? My flesh got involved just like your flesh got involved. I was hanging with people I shouldn't hang with. I was doing stuff I shouldn't have really done just like you. But I'm, I'm trying to make this story short. And, so, and so, so dad's down here praying, got the team praying that, you know, Bradley and Amy are going to come down and he's going to help and do all this stuff. And, and I'm just like, there's no way. I don't see it. <laughs> I got out of there in 93. <laughs> I love to visit, but that's it. Right? I didn't, because I didn't see it, I wasn't moving. And I wasn't ready. He wasn't ready. I wasn't ready. So, you know that verse that says God's working all things out for our good? Even in the midst of me chasing women, chasing girls, I, I'm just, just throwing that out there. He's like, what, what was he doing? I was doing lots of stuff. Dude, I should have been shot for some of the stuff I was doing. Ansley's like, I didn't know this about my daddy. But listen, God was using those foolish things 
to prepare me and put me in the place for what he knew was going to happen in January of 2020. I, was, I wasn't ready to come all of those years. There was things that I needed to experience. There was other ministries through, through reconciliation. There was things that I needed to be a part of to see so that I could be what, what this city needs. Not me, but that I'm available to say, God, use me however you want to. And then I saw it. Then I saw what God was going to do. Are you willing to move? We moved. I said yes. Even though some numbers crunching wasn't adding up. But I'm like, God, I trust you. I wasn't promised anything. Are you waiting on the promise before you move? Listen, God wants me to tell somebody today, if you're in a season or a moment of uncertainty, don't step back, step in. Listen, for those of some of you either watching online, because there's, there's many, many people that watch that don't even, not even in, from the state of Florida and some of, that are listening to podcasts and some of you who are new to, to the ministry. Let me, let me tell you something. Don't allow the, the goodness of what God is doing in your life, don't, don't allow the enemy to steal that. Those of you that got baptized, man, this brother jumps up out of the water. I'm not even, I think I had one conversation with you in the, in the lobby on your first Sunday. He comes up out of the water and gives me a big old hug. It's like, hey. But that's what it's supposed to be about. But don't allow what, the, what God is doing in your life. Don't allow the enemy to snuff that out. And don't become discouraged. Listen, every time you face an obstacle, if you'll just hold fast and not give up, you will eventually overcome that obstacle. We give up because the obstacle is so great and we're not even seeing it move. We're not, we're not feeling anything, not feeling a breakthrough. So we give up. Don't give up. Step in. Step in. You may not knock it over completely, but step in. Step in. You're moving it little by little. And before you know it, it's gone. I need to break that chair because I need another chair. That chair can't hold my weight. And every time I try to use it, it scares me in the middle of the message. But that's, that's what we do. Move it little by little, inch by inch. Don't get discouraged because the, the God don't just come in and move it all out the way. He's given you the power to resist the enemy. What's it require? It requires follow through faith. Follow through faith is how you get the mountain to move. Follow through. It's not say to that mountain, be thou removed. It may or may not be removed. Not not a physical mountain, but the mountain that you're facing, the obstacle that you're facing. It may be more than just a one time in the name of Jesus. Stop. It may be in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. You might not even feel it move at all, but are you going to stop just because you don't feel it? Just because you don't feel it doesn't mean God's not moving. It requires follow through faith. Next point I want you to make is this. Because Jonathan needed what I call a hype crew. He needed, he need, Jonathan needed his armor bear. Sometimes you need the help from friends to get you there. That's the culture we've created in here. We talked a lot about that this morning in our, in our prayer group this morning. It's important that we stay connected. It's more than just a cliche statement, we're better together. We know we're better together. 1 Samuel 14, 7 says, this, is, this was his response. This was, this was the armor bearer's response to Jonathan. Do all that you have in mind, his armor bearer said. Go ahead, I'm with you, heart and soul. Listen, we're finishing up 2021. And I'm just telling you, we're getting ready to step into a new year. Everybody say new year. And as you begin to face obstacles, you need a support system around you. You need people around you that are going to push you into the things of God. 
You need people around you that are going to push you to take risks and step out in faith and then have follow through or follow up faith. You need people to push you towards your purpose. You're not who you are because of your past. You're a new creation. Bradley Cruz. You need, you need us, and we need you. We need to help push you towards your purpose. That's why I showed up that day, to push you towards purpose. Because like dad would say, I see purpose in you. I believe in you. Keep, keep your life surrendered. That doesn't mean you're going to have a rough. That doesn't mean it's going to be easy. It doesn't mean you're not going to have a bump in the road. That just means you take the bump, you flatten it out, and you keep moving forward. Listen, you need the church when you're walking through a challenge. People hit a challenge and they walk away from the church expecting a breakthrough. <laughs> Your breakthrough's not going to be found out there by yourself. There's something going to be broken. It's you getting out there by yourself. Nobody cares. They don't know. You're listening to the lie of the enemy. Nobody understands. When people say things like, I, you know, I, I just feel alone and, and I don't feel connected. Well, what are you doing about it? What are you doing about it? Dude, I moved, we moved here. I, dude, I felt alone. I wore bugle boy pants. I just dated myself. Some of y'all like bugle boy pants. You won't even find that on the internet. Bugle boy pants. I didn't wear Wranglers and, and um, what were them boots they used to wear? Um, there was another one. There was another one. Yes, ropers. I didn't wear ropers. I wore bugle boys. <laughs> exactly. What is that? And, and BKs. I know what it's like to not fit. This is a tight-knit fam, tight, tight-knit community. And if you're not born and raised here, notice how my voice changed. If you're not born and raised here, it's hard to get in. I understand that. But we all came from the same family. And we want to have a house that lets people know it don't matter the color of your skin, what side of the tracks you come from. You are welcome here. There's no separate subdivisions in heaven. And they're not going to be in his kingdom here on earth. All right. I got to wrap this up. I'm not there yet until I say that word. Y'all know what that word is, but let me, let me get us there, okay? 1 Samuel 14, 8 through 10 says this. Jonathan said, come on then. We will cross over toward them and let them see us. If, listen, this is what he said. If, this is his game plan. He said, if they say to us, wait there until we come to you, we'll stay where we are and not go to them. But if they say, come to us, we'll climb up because that will be our sign that the Lord has given them into our hands. I love this. Basically, what he's saying is, if it's going to be easy, we should walk away. But if it's going to require us to climb and work, if we're going to be at a disadvantage, that's how we're going to know that God's in it. Too many times we're looking for God to line it all up, and we missed the moment. He wants to know, will you climb Will you step up, get out from underneath the pomegranate tree and get rid of all that discouragement and doubt and frustration? I'm not talking about King Saul. I'm talking about you. He's talking about me. Listen, 
If it's, if it's the easy way, if it's the way we've always expected it to be, then we know God's not in that. He's doing a new thing. If he always did it the same way, it wouldn't confuse the enemy. What confuses the enemy is when we, we attack with praise when the struggle comes. When the battle's coming, we attack back with praise. That confuses him. 1 Samuel 14, 8, 11 says, So both of them showed themselves, they showed themselves to the Philistine outpost. Look, said the Philistines, the Hebrews are crawling out of the holes they were hiding in. The men at the outpost shouted to Jonathan and his armor bearer, Come up to us and we'll teach you a lesson. Sound like some of them Levy County boys, don't it? Y'all come on, you come over here if you want to. <laughs> so Jonathan said to his armor bearer, climb up after me. The Lord has given them into the hand of Israel. So Jonathan climbed up using his hands and his feet. Can you see Jonathan and his armor bearer? His armor bearer's coming up behind him. He's having to climb. It could have been the fact that he might have had to lose his footing. If he lost his footing, it's going to go in the face of the armor bearer, right? And the armor bearer's there to provide support, Right? I want to be an armor bearer, not an obstacle. And sometimes he might have even had to stand on the shoulders of his armor bearer to get enough level to get up. Are you willing to be an armor bearer? <laughs> He's already at the end of the story, but here we go. So Jonathan said to his armor bearer, climb up after me. The Lord has given them into the, our hands. Jonathan climbed up using his hands and feet with his armor bearer right behind him. And the Philistines fell before Jonathan and his armor bearer followed and killed behind him. Do you know how much armor the armor bearer, armor bearer carries? Just one. For, for Jonathan, I don't know how he was killing people behind him. Maybe with his bare hands, had some of that karate kid moves. I don't know. But it said he was killing. He, he, didn't just, he didn't just stand up for Jonathan. He showed up in the middle of the battle. Are you willing to show up in the middle of the battle for what you believe in? Listen, it's one thing to show up for the mission, but it's another to support and contribute to the mission. It's one thing to show up for the mission, but it's another to show support. And contribute. Listen, you see, contributing requires sacrifice. And that sacrifice usually comes at the cost of convenience. The armor bearer showed up, but now it was time to support. In closing. At the beginning of this story, Jonathan needed heart. But in the middle of the battle, Jonathan needed help. At the beginning of the story, he needed, he needed, he needed his armor bearer to say, I'm with you heart and soul. But when the battle came in, he needed more than just heart. He needed help. At the beginning of this ministry, it took heart. Dad needed, Dad and Robin, we needed heart. 1992, 93, we needed heart. We need people to help. To, to, to help, help us to believe in the mission of what God was, was wanting to do. Needed, needed heart to help get it off the ground but it takes hands to grow something I believe as a church we are in an assignment season hear, hear these words we are in an assignment season right now what's our assignment? 
Yes, to advance God's kingdom on the earth. Yes, to preach the message of the gospel until everyone hears. But our assignment is to build a home for Release City Church and for generations to come. So you know how you feel when you go home? You feel safe. You feel protected. You feel relaxed. I can't say that about all churches. But I've been to churches where I show up and I felt like I was being attacked. I got people calling me in the back offices talking about you got too many holy jeans. Maybe that's all I could afford. Somebody said, that's petty. That's what I thought. Well, God can't use you. You've been divorced. Here I stand. God can't use you. You messed up too much. Here I is. Don't tell me what God, don't tell me what God can't do. Again, you're putting your expectations from a religious book. And I'm not talking about the Bible. I'm talking about that, 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 that cemetery, I mean seminary. God wasn't looking to you when he was passing out qualifications. He's not looking to me to see if you're qualified. You're qualified. Listen, we're living in some exciting days as a ministry. We got big vision, but it's going to take more than heart to get there. It's going to take help. It's going to take showing support. It's going to take sowing seeds of sacrifice. Somebody says, it sounds like you're taking up an offering. No, 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 don't, don't, don't get nervous. But I shared with our, with our leadership team at our last leadership meeting, we've never done this in the history of the ministry. We're going to take up a year-end offering for the ministry, not the building fund. This, is, this was all going towards, are you willing to just stand up? Or are you willing to step in? Stepping in takes sacrifice. On November 14th, just before we go in to Thanksgiving holidays, because there's th- th- we're getting new staff. We're getting people that, that need to be paid for what they're doing. We're bringing on new staff. Dude, that's an answer to prayer. And we're in a place that we can do it financially. This is not a, this is not a downer. Listen, this, is not gonna be, this, offering, this will be our end of your offering. I want you to pray just like Amy and I are going to pray. God, what do you want me to sow into the ministry above and beyond my tithe? Let me just tell you, I, I don't like talking about money. I don't, I don't like it. This is, so hear my heart. But it's so that we can propel and advance. The ministry is fine financially. But there's more things that we want to do that we want to do outside of our regular uh, monthly budget. We, we haven't given away the free gifts to our VIP in almost two years. We want to bring that back. We want to show an investment. So, so on that day, above and beyond our tithe, it's, we're going to call it heart and soul. That's not something new. A lot of churches do this. It's to advance and propel where God wants to send us in 2022. Let me tell you something. In 2022, I just believe we're, we're going to have the property. I, 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 there's, no, there's no doubt. Like, we're going to have that property. It's going to be ours. We're going to be clearing land, and we're going to start seeing some, some steel brought in. I'm just, I'm telling you, watch and see what God is going to do. Watch and see what God is going to do. I'm excited. I'm excited. So mark that on your calendar. And we, we'll be sharing this for the next few weeks so everybody's prepared. God, what do you want me to give beyond my tithe so that I can advance the kingdom? Okay? Lastly, if I can get the gentleman to bring me the table, I just need five minutes. 
you have a card and you wrote down what you're believing God for this week we've prepared a box that will be right back there on a very nice table and a rug that anytime throughout the week during our services you can come and you can write down a prayer request this was so phenomenal at, at the church that I was on staff at years ago we had a big chest and it was called the hope chest and, and Pastor Gino um, he, he, he uh, it instructed us to do what I've asked you to do today fill out what you're believing God for what's the breakthrough listen this is, this is, no, this is no small thing this is huge Yep, right, right there's fine, right there's fine. And in just a moment, the team's going to come, and they can go ahead and make their way. They're going to sing, close us out with Battle Belongs. But at, before you go, I want, I want you to, to write down what you're believing God for and come drop it. We've got a prayer team that's going to pray over these. You don't ha- we don't care who's, what it is. Listen, at, at our old church, when it was time to build our building, we put, the, we put the building plans in the hope chest. And we prayed over that every week that God was going to watch it come. There, we, um, I was able to do a worship CD years ago. Some of y'all got that thing. Bless your heart. It, it, it was the first one I'd ever done. But I, when the, we needed the finances to come through to do it, I actually put, took an old jewel case. Now, some of y'all don't know what that is. That's a case that your CD came in with the cover. I took that and I put the dollar amount. I think it was like 40000 I can't remember what the dollar amount was. I don't even remember it so long ago. And I put that dollar amount and I put it into the hope chest and we prayed until the day that that CD came. And when it did, we took that, that prayer request out. When we, when we built the building, we took the plans out. So when, when, we, when we get our plans, guess what's going in that chest? We may have to get a bigger chest. But guess what? We're going we're to put the plans for our building, and we're going to believe God every step of the way because that's his vision and his mission for this ministry. Are you ready? Do you, have, you, got, you got a few more seconds, and we're gone. You don't have to stay. They're going to sing us through this thing. But I encourage you, we're believing God big for your lives. What are you, what's the breakthrough? Our God answers prayer. Do you believe it? Amen, amen. If you enjoyed today's message, I want to encourage you to like it or share it on social media or head over to our website at releasecitychurch.org and click on the giving link and help us to continue to share the message of Jesus and His hope with the world. God bless you. Have an awesome week.